And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, and totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, a brief return from last week. We'll do a little bit more add-on in the Galatians text that said, No one else taught me. The importance of this portion of the text is really, it's outstanding. We need to understand that our faith is not something that is just taught. Listen to what I'm going to say. Listen to what I'm going to say. Our faith is not just taught. It is something that is also caught. You don't just get taught. You also catch it. You cut. It gets caught. You cannot simply be Christians by being academically motorized or homogenized into a conformity system of thought and thinking. That is not what the gospel is. The gospel is in opposition to that because the gospel sets people free from their need to process perfectly or analytically. That's the whole point. Next, then Paul says, and then something happened. Okay, truth be told, this is a little bit of my favorite verse. I have about probably 200 favorite verses, uh, top tenors, top 20, top 50. This is in the top 200. And then something happened. (laughs) Then something happened. I think we could use this for a thousand different events in our lives, including the initial prayer in which we submit to and call upon the name of the Lord, according to Romans 10, 13, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But we can use this for every subsequent prayer, too. And then something happened. It changes everything when God shows up. Life changes. Lord, please show up in all of our lives. And finally, he chose me, he called me, and revealed Jesus to me. This is a massive dose of underserved theology for each one of us. God chooses us, votes for us, and selects us. Then he calls us out, pulls us, and tags us. Then he reveals himself to us in Jesus Christ. He opens our minds and our hearts so we can get it. Do you get it? David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing politics boo entertainment and current events personal revelations spiritual observations my life's insanities and they so much more hey we're asking you what do you think now you can email us during the show it is true my my chromebook is still working it still turns on when i open it that's the big key right there is does it turn on when you open it yes it does so you can email me, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us here live during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 
Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Now, when you make that call, this is a big one. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Talking to Dynamite D is like finding out over the weekend that you really don't have to replace your phone. The crack was in the covering and not the phone. Lucky you. Yeah. That, that sounds pretty specific, doesn't it? Okay. <laughs> and then you know what I did? I gotta, I'm got just going to tell you. And then I went in and I changed the fonts, and it's like I got a new phone. Because the, the fonts look differently, yeah. so it has a different look and a different feel. And I thought, well, that cost me zero. That's a good thing, Dave, because these phones are getting expensive, so uh, that's a great thing. $1,000 they wanted for my upgrade. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. Wow. You can't get me to spend $1,000 on a car. <laughs> you want me to Let buy a phone? phone? <laughs> are you crazy? Anyway, here's the bottom line. Maybe you've got a prayer request. Maybe you've got a praise report. Maybe you got a question. Maybe you've got something going on. Hey, awesome, awesome. Or we say awesome sauce. It's great. Contact us. Let's fellowship. Let's talk about it. So we had Ace. I'm going to bring this up real quickly. Ace, bring up a really, just a brilliant idea. We've got to, at some point, get a face-to-face get-together. So I need, if Brother Ace is listening, I need him to call the show back and give his phone number to Dynamite D because Brad, who's a person who's trying to help us with the ministry and doing stuff by sending, giving out the study Bibles and kind of wants to help us with things in the ministry, Brad wants to talk to Brother Ace, and Brad was willing to help and then perhaps the two of them can start working it together and maybe we'll add another person or a fourth person bring it in together and see if we can get this ball rolling so brother ace if you're out there i know i got his phone number but i have to go dig for it if you're out there call this show brother ace and give us your phone number and i'll send that to brad and you guys can talk and just see what uh, see what happens so see and that's what we'll do what we can I love the idea. You know what? We just gotta do. We just gotta use a lot of wisdom when we do it. No matter what we do, even if we get together, that ain't church. That's our fellowship, and we're gonna stand very firm in that. So I'm just telling you that. So I'm not baptizing anybody. <laughs> I'm just telling you now ahead of time. All right, uh, a couple things we need to cover, and then we'll uh, jump into. Uh, the word. I don't know. Did he call in or did we get his phone number? We did. He did. So uh, what will happen, Brad, is once I get that number, is I'll get it to you, and then you and Ace can talk after the show or whatever the case may be. I do want to make you aware of a couple of things that are going on. Please don't forget to pray for my wife, who's in the middle of her 75 to 80 hours this week, 75 to 80 hours next week. I have noticed that she seems to be doing a lot better than she did last year. Which, me, to me, I think maybe that's the prayers. I know, but I believe in prayer, and I believe God answers prayer. And I think that's an important thing. So I just want to thank everybody, because if she's doing okay, then I'm doing lots better. And if I'm doing lots better, then it all goes lots better. Does that make sense? Of course, of course it makes sense. All right. Here you go. Here's your trivia question. You've got a lot to cover still today. What was Luke's profession? What did Luke, remember these are all about Luke, what did Luke do for a living? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. 
That'd be the number to call. 214-210-8483. That would be the text. And then David at he must increase.org. That would be the email. Somebody is calling in. And we will take that call. Boy, are we having fun? You should have fun. Every once in a while, just have fun. Okay? And they'll take that call. I'm going to go to the gym after this, and that won't be fun. Uh, and then we'll uh, go you. from there. The person's ready, ready to go. Let's send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, but I don't like the okay. You're just doing okay? Just like... Uh, oh, no, I'm doing great. Okay. I told <laughs> D I'm doing great. Okay. I, I pray for you if you need prayer. I mean, I got no problem with that. You know that. So, I mean, I'm just letting you know. I just want to make sure you're doing, you know, doing... Okie dokie. That's that's. Yes, sir. Can you imagine being being with me, and that's what my wife goes through. How you doing, honey? I'm okay. What's the matter? <laughs> she goes, nothing's the matter. I just said I'm okay. All right. Anyway, uh, here we go. Here's here's the uh, triv question. What was Luke's profession? I thought he was a physician. That is exactly correct. He is the doctor. The doctor is in. He's a physician. The references actually are in Colossians chapter four, uh, fourteen is the is probably one of the the main where it says Luke the physician. So it's a main reference. And then it's interesting to note that Luke wrote it's a different. If you read Luke and then you read Matthew, Mark, and then John, the the stylistic process of Luke is much more. Uh, orderly than it is for anything else. It's uh. like, I guess he's a doctor then, huh? I mean, you probably couldn't read his writing uh, when he signed his name, but outside of that, pretty impressive. I think pretty good. Good job. Right. Okay, well, God bless, and y'all have a good afternoon. All right, take care. God bless. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. All right, so let me go right into this teach. Great job by Deborah. Great job by Ace. Great job by everybody. Just listen to this teach. And I want to go back to it because I know I went through it kind of fast last week. And if I ever do that, I'll go back because I want to cover it. In this Galatians portion that we've been teaching on, remember uh, Paul, what he said in verse 11, Dear brothers and sisters, I solemnly assure you that the good news of salvation, which I preached to you, is not based on mere human reasoning or logic. For my message came from a direct revelation from Jesus Christ himself. And this is in the verse 12, no one else taught me. Now, I want to make sure that I don't underserve this or overserve this. This does not mean that teachers are uh, have no value or not important. That's obviously not what's being communicated, okay? In fact, teachers is one of the five offices, you know, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And no, I don't think there's four. I think there's five. And so that's one of the offices and the positions that people have. And teachers are an essential gift to the church. That's not what he's talking about. What he's talking about is that the Lord showed him the Lord showed Paul who the Lord was. It wasn't a it wasn't a breakdown of different theologies. It's not some kind of idea where God gives one person this idea that this doctrine's right and everybody else is wrong. That's incorrect. But it is valid to say that God shows up and goes, look, and you go, whoa. Right? When I was going through when I go through scriptures and I go through quite a bit, sometimes I see something. And I go, oh, my goodness, I've never seen that before. So then I jot it down. 
Then you know what I do? I go and I see if somebody else has seen it, okay? And then if I see that somebody else has seen it, I already know, okay, I'm not losing it. <laughs> some some other scholars kind of got that same beat on that. That makes me feel you know, a little bit better. Cause, but still, if the Lord shows me something, he shows it to me. If the Lord teaches you something, he teaches something. Now, again, it can't be in contradiction to the truth. It can't be in contradiction to the Bible. I had somebody I knew, and they were saying to me, yep, the Lord showed me this one thing, powerful thing. There's no time in heaven. That's what they said to me. And I just said, oh, that's not true, because in Revelation uh, uh, 8, it says there was silence in heaven for about 30 minutes. So that's just not right. <laughs> that's just not right. You can't do that, right? So you, okay, so there's no special revelation there. But that doesn't mean that God, that God doesn't reveal himself or show you or teach you things or do miraculous things for you because he's connected to you. He loves you. He does that all the time. And so it's like Paul's whole premise here in teaching the Galatians, and this is important. You have to understand why he's saying it. It's because these guys went from the the understanding of the gospel into a works-oriented type of salvation. That's where they were heading. And he's like, okay, this is not work. I'm telling you stuff that God showed me. And that's his passion. That's his plea. And so what he does is he contrasts that. He makes that in opposition to he grew up in a very religious, very stringent, very specific, very, you know, this is how it, you know, religious laws, traditions, and he's like, that's the, the Lord blew that out. And that's what God does when he saves people. Does that mean people can make up their own Bible? No. Does that mean you can make up your own doctrine? No. Does that mean that God teaches people, shows people, reveals himself to people? Yes. Who's a better teacher than God? Nobody. He's the best teacher ever. You want proof? Look up at night. Tell me one teacher besides Jesus himself who could teach that good. So if the Lord shows you something and it's for you and you're walking in it and it draws you closer, it doesn't contradict Scripture, cool, right? Well, probably shouldn't make a mountain out of it if the Lord didn't tell you to do that, but should probably keep it close to your heart, right? Even Mary, when she would, had certain things told to her, kept them to her heart because she knew. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn 
and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. Teaching time. I don't know how we're going to do the breaks, Gabriel, so just look at me. I'll let you know. I mean, this is the best I can tell you. Because I'm going to teach you something that I hope I, I – there's no way I can teach this. It's I can't teach the worth. I can't teach the value. But I'm going to do my best to share with you my heart in this process. As American people, as people who live in America, we have been granted the right to pursue happiness. And I want to make sure you understand what that this means. We have a preamble to the United States Declaration of Independence – And the preamble to the declaration says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, I do want to point out it does not say life, liberty, and the provisions of or for happiness. In other words, the rights that we have in the preamble is that we get to pursue happiness, not that it's provided for us by the government. So that's kind of an important point for people to recognize. It would be nice if they quit try to quote, quit trying to quote our founding fathers and then say they're entitled to something because of that provision because it never says that. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Well, we are blessed to be a part of it and thankful that we are on the air. Here is your next trivia question. So I've got three trivia questions. They're all on Luke. The next two are a little harder. The last one's a little easier. Try not to answer ahead of time because that's an automatic disqualify. What miracle of Jesus is mentioned only by Luke in his gospel account? Now, that's that's a difficult one. The answer is in Luke 17, and the only thing I can say to you, the big hint that I can say to you is 20 minus 10 is, there you go. (laughs) That was pretty good. 20 minus 10 is, there you go. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Also, you can text 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david, at he must increase.org. So Joy and, and Cordelia have taken a stab at it. They're correct, although they misspelled the word. I think they misspelled the word. I got to double check. I'm pretty sure they misspelled the word. Anyway, uh, maybe not. No, maybe not. No, no, that that doesn't look right. Yeah, okay. Uh, No, they misspelled it. All right, uh, double check, ladies. Anyway, in the meantime, yeah, there you go. Let me say, so so the the key hint, okay, now I'm giving you a hint. First of all, it's in Luke 7, it's Luke 17. 
Okay, so you could just Luke 17. Which one are we talking about? And then here's your big clue. 20 minus 10 equals. Okay. And that's pretty good. You guys should you kind of should get that. Okay. In the meantime, we will. Yes, Aunt Deb's coming in right behind it. Uh, we will do a couple of jokes. You ready? Okay. Now, I didn't say that all of these were funny. And I actually didn't say any of these were funny. But we're still doing them. Are you ready? You're ready. You feel good. Here we go. What do dentists call their x-rays? What do dentists call their x-rays? Ready for this one? Dentists, calls, dentists call their x-rays toothpicks. Toothpicks. See, because they're picks. Okay. Okay, fine. What bow can't be tied? What bow can't be tied? A rainbow. Thank you. A rainbow can't be tied. See? See? Okay. I know you're on the line. That's why I was kind of stalling that out just to let you know. All right. Uh, what's the difference between a poorly dressed man on a unicycle and a well-dressed man on a bicycle? Listen to it. This is a really good one, actually. What's the difference between a poorly dressed man on a unicycle and a well dressed man on a bicycle and an attire? <laughs> See, attire. See, attire. Okay. Attire is clothing, and then attire is a wheel. Okay. <laughs> this is the last one, and then we quit. What's the best day to go to the beach? Sunday, of course. I have some redemption. All right. Uh, let the person uh, on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Dr. David, this is Joanne. Hi, Joanne. How are you doing? I'm fine. And I love that question from, okay. from Luke 17. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a chance to answer. Let's make sure we can get it together on it. Here we go. What miracle of Jesus is mentioned only by Luke in his gospel account? He miraculously healed ten lepers. Ten lepers! That's it, yes! <laughs> hence, hence the hint, 20 minus 10 is 10. Okay, that's where we, that's where it comes from. That was a great hint. Yes. And, you know, actually, I, and I should have known how to spell leper because <laughs> our grandfather... Um, he was such a wonderful missionary doctor. He worked in the Congo uh, for he and my grandmother uh, for 30 years, and he served uh, leprosy patients. Wow. And, in fact, there's a, a book, a biography about him. His, his name was Dr. Eugene Kellersberger, and it's called Dr. Not Afraid. That's the name of the book. Because he wasn't afraid to touch the lepers, just like our Lord Jesus was not afraid to touch the lepers. And back then, I mean, it was a big taboo. So, wow. Anyway, that's really that, powerful. That's, that a, that's incredible. People that people that do that, they have two things. They have they have faith, and then they have a knowledge that the law is there to help us, not to hinder us from doing compassionate works. And so, touching a leper was not supposed to be allowed, and yet. That's the way that the healing came about. And it's just like, that's why I love that. It's exactly like Jesus did that. That's the way to do it. Thank you. And that's just like our Lord. And, hey, um, I have a prayer request, sure. please, sir. Yes. 
So, yeah, I'm, I'm actually needing prayer, for, especially for this Thursday morning. I will appear in court, and I need um, to be um, courageous and strong. Um, some of the, the listeners may know that finally, after 38 years of marriage, I, I am I'm divorcing my beloved husband, but um, I know the Lord is with me, and He is um, He's going to make good come out of this. And I, and of course, I still pray for my husband's salvation, and even for the woman that he's been involved with for almost a year. So I would love everybody's prayers for that this coming Thursday. Well, let's pray for it right now, and then uh, ask the Lord to come for you and guide you and give you uh, wisdom in this process. And we're not going to pray Thank that the ground opens up and swallows everybody. We're going to pray no. that, that God will be gracious and merciful and that people may get saved, because that's really what yes. we want to see more than anything else. So let's do it. Father, okay, we, co- we come before you, Heavenly Father. We love you. We worship you. You're the best. There's just nobody like you. And your kindness exceeds us. I just think that every day, that the kindness you give us is way past anything that we could ever, ever deserve. You're just so, so gracious. And so we lift up our sister, and she's precious to us. Lord, she's precious to this ministry and to a lot of people that listen to this show. Her and Cordelia are mainstays. They're staples for what we do here. And we ask you just to bless them, and I ask you to fill Joanne with a courage, a confidence, a peace that you are walking with her wherever she goes. When she walks in and when she walks out, her going in and her coming out, no matter what direction, you are there with her. And we are not, Lord, we're not going to pray that you just blast people. That's how we feel sometimes, Lord. But in this case, we're going to pray, change the hearts of the people who are darkened and, and rebellious against you. Change the heart of the people who have broken truth and broken covenant and broken the things that are, that are established by your word. Change the heart of the people who have list, lifted their fists into the air and have defied you. And stand by your daughter and protect her heart and mind from the, from the powers of darkness by the power of the kingdom of God. That's what we're asking. We want you to watch over her, protect her, guide her, bless her, and good will come out of it because that's the declaration of your word. And we entrust that to you. We pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Oh, amen. Thank you, Dr. David Spoon, and I will keep you all updated. I just know the Lord is working some miracles. He is so good to all of us, so praying for you all. And your beautiful wife, if she works so many hours these two weeks. Thank you, thank you. Bless you. We love you guys. All right. Love you, too. God bless. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. So now I think everybody who heard that, you've got your mission. You know what the mission is. She's got a a big thing coming up on Thursday. Pray. 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 Petition. Seek. Ask. It's not that you don't. I understand because sometimes you deal with people and you just want to go, okay, Lord, just have them walk into this. I know. But then, you know, some people that walk into the presence of God, they fall down on their hands and knees and lives change. That's good too, right? Yeah. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. Uh, You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
Let's send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Brother Don. Hi, Brother Don. How are you? Well, fine. I haven't been. I haven't been. Out, I've been out of town. Well, I'm glad to have you back in town. I'm sorry the weather's so hot. Uh, why? It's, it's, it's been well, a little hot lately. Yeah, it's been. It's too hot for me. Yeah, it's a little hot. My when my dog looks outside, like, hey, you want to fetch the ball? And the dog looks at you and says, No, I'm not going outside. You go play. I'm like, okay. And then you can't even go out even in the late evening because at ten o'clock it was still 101. Yeah, here. It's, it's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. And it, when I grew up and spent a lot of time in Phoenix, and that's not how it was in. Phoenix. In Phoenix, it was much hotter at the 1, 2, and 3 o'clock, and then you would get that more desert cool at the 7, 8, you know. Here, it's a lot different. So you, know, you learn. You learn and you adapt, right? I mean, you, yes. you figure it out. All right, my brother, here we go. Who complimented Solomon? How happy your men must be. How happy your officials who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom. As Queen Candace. What was Queen 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 of Sheba? Yes, that would be it! Queen Sheba! That was the Queen... I've also also heard of Queen Candace, though, too. Candace is the queen that's in Acts, the book of Acts, when she's with the other king and Paul is talking to her. And the reason that I know that is I had a business partner whose daughter was named Candace. That's how I knew it. <laughs> but yeah, Queen of Sheba, she was all like, man, she's the one that brought all the spices and was like, yeah, this is happening. They love you. That's what she yeah, said. Yeah, I thought song. it was kind of cool. You know, we did a study on here not too long ago. And, you know, you know how you go into a restaurant and they everybody wears uh, uniforms? Uh-huh. That's the way, that was the way it was with. King Solomon, too. They did the same thing. Yeah, they they had their stuff together. That guy had plumbing. People think, oh, they, these people invented plumbing. That's wrong. Solomon had plumbing going. People don't even know that. It's like that guy was structural aqueduct um, uh, connoisseur. He knew exactly what to do. Well, Amazing. the Lord gave him that, uh, gave him that privilege. Yeah. <laughs> Great job, right. my brother. The David Spin Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question. Yet another another challenger. I know, but you got this is the only way to learn, right? If I just say all the time how many Gospels are there, and you go four, 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 it's like, okay. So we got to stretch a little, too. That's why it's challenging, but I'm going to help you a little bit more on this one, kind of. Okay, so you know it's about Luke. You already know that's we're going that direction. And for those that need to look it up, you're going to be going to Luke 10. What parable of Jesus is mentioned only by Luke in his gospel account? What parable? Here are a couple of really good hints. There are several hospitals with this name. Okay. Several hospitals with this name, okay? Is that, that's a good one, okay? Number two, 
people should not be traveling down. Apparently, people should not be traveling down this one road because everybody who goes down that road gets beat up, according to the pastors. I don't know that that was what Jesus taught, but that's what the pastors say when they say, it's time to unpack this. That's what they all say. Uh, what parable of Jesus is mentioned only by Luke in his gospel account and is often a name for hospitals. In fact, it was the name of the hospital where my son was born uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> Everybody's getting that hint. That second hint has got to help people. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's a big one. When you ever think of a parable, this is like at the top of the list. All right. If you think you know, uh, 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. Send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. I'm going to send you up to the website. There are website updates on the website. I promise there's articles you haven't read yet. There's uh, other information about how to do the prayer and the praise. Plus... We do have to, you know, the, the, the app thing costs a little. So if you got a little extra, great. We can use it. If you don't, don't worry about it. We're just going to stand in the same place. The Lord has always blessed us, always kept us through. If you can give, that'd be fantastic. If you can't, don't worry. Here's the bottom line. If you give, simple, directly through the website, totally safe. If you want to give check or credit card, you can do it. Information how to do it is on that website. It tells you how to do it. And basically, you just call me. And uh, and and uh, and we coordinate it. Check out hemustincrease.org. That's what we want you to do. Check it out. Hemustincrease.org. Prayer request. Hemustincrease.org. Praise report. Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry. Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now. Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. That's funny. That'll wake you up. I'm telling you, no matter what you tell me. And, you know, so one thing you guys don't know that I do want to tell you, so sometimes when I'll say something, if D is talking on the phone, you'll hear me. This is what we do. We keep the action going, so to speak. That's just the honest truth. And so we keep it going. So if he's there, I'll repeat it. I'll say something else. I'll go another direction until he indicates, hey, I'm back. Right? But now he's back. And do we have somebody ready to answer a trivia question? We do. Let's send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Brother Roger again with the easy ones. <laughs> hey, 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 brother. <laughs> How are you, Brother Roger, again? <laughs> I just... I just like the easy ones. Oh, okay. This is this is a good one, though. You know what's really funny about this is, th- of 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 them, this is a good one where you can do a lot of hints. But uh, yeah, that that's why it was easy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my brother. Here we go. I'll give you the gave shot. Too many hints. Yeah, I gave a, a one, uh, one too many. All right. Yeah, Samaritan Hospital was the uh, one you're talking. That's the right. hospital is Samaritan Hospital. So then, and therefore, it, it's the parable of <laughs> the Good Samaritan. That is correct, Amanda. <laughs> and so I, I couldn't, I couldn't resist. So that's where my son was born in Good Samaritan in Phoenix, Arizona. My eldest son. Then I couldn't yeah. resist because I've, I've heard this. Now you have to appreciate that I've heard this message preached. You know, more times than perhaps I'd even like to admit. 
And because uh, I, I don't just go Sunday night or Sunday morning, but the Wednesday night, and if there's a Saturday night, and I just love doing that, right? But I have never right. heard anything said so often then, I'm going to unpack this now for you. This road was a dangerous road. Well, right. if it was such a dangerous road. How come everybody was going down it? The priest was going down it. The, the, the Pharisee was going down it. The right. Sadducee was going down it. seems like everybody traveled the road. <laughs> So, right. <laughs> it's just like it's like a freeway or something. Like, okay, well every freeway's dangerous, but I'll go with it. Excellent job, by the way. That was a great answer. And I, I have a I don't you're not this isn't dangerous territory, but I have a word. Okay. That's not dangerous territory. The the word is persistence. Amen. I, I, I acknowledge it and receive it. That's for everybody, right? Persistence. That's right. right? That's a word for for the the fellowship of David Spoon Ministry. Yeah, you, you you exactly. Persistence is a significant key in everything. I mean, you have to be. We keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah. Where else are you gonna go? Right. What else yeah. are you gonna do? I just had to. I just had to give the word. I, I'm really careful about, you know, saying I have a word and all that type of stuff. But I had to give it. And I think it's I'm great, just, and I receive it, and I rejoice in it, and I want everybody to hear it too. Yeah. Persistence. That is the yeah. key. Amen. Good job. And you, can, you can use it in so many phrases, like persistence in faith, yep. persistence in prayer and supplication, persistence in. Uh, Receiving your healing, persistence. Amen. And that, you know. That's exactly I, right. Excellent job. And um, I, this month I celebrate 13 years that I have been in a nursing home where they told me I was not going to make it out of the nursing home. So, obviously, I'm not in the nursing home any longer, and I'm out. Amen. But this this is a month that I was still in a nursing home, and I was in there for maybe oh I don't know six months or so. But believe you me, I learned persistence. Amen. <laughs> Good for you, man. That's such a great thing. That's a great testimony, and people will be blessed by that. That's a nice job, Roger. Again, good job. All right. God bless you. All right, you too, bro. Bye bye. All right. We got it. You know, I just you have to love that. Right? Brother Roger again. I just love it, love it, love it. All right, let me get into this teaching, then we'll do the history next uh, segment. Because this one thing, i got to talk about this. we got four or five minutes. i got to get this in. So I want you to be in Galatians chapter 1 and uh, verse 15, okay? And I understand it says it differently in certain texts, but I don't care because the way that this— text says it is just my favorite one of my lights out favorite things so let me just read it verse 15 of galatians 1 out of the new living translation but then something happened <laughs> uh, for it pleased god in his kindness to choose me and call me even before i was born so i'm not sure what the other translation says in 115 what's the very first part of that but when he who had set me apart okay so that's okay so when he set me apart, it's going to be closer to the Greek, and I would tell you that. Okay, I got no problem. It's like not a problem. 
But when God does something, when God sets you apart, when God chooses you, when something happens, and there's this truth in that, that he's like, I'm like this, I'm like this, I'm like this, and then something happens. And the reason that I like this translation from time to time is not that it's perfect to the Greek by any means, but it's tons of fun to teach in the sense that this is what is Paul's communicating. He's like, okay, nobody taught me this. Let me explain something to you. I was doing all this great religious stuff. I was violently persecuting the church. I was figuring out the best way to get rid of them. I was following most of the Jewish laws. I was more fervent than all my other friends around me. They all knew who I was. I was a total stud when it came to false or or human religion and so on and so forth. And he goes, then something happened. (laughs) It's like, see, that's the thing. Don't you understand? Listen to this. Listen to this line. It's not mine, but I've been using it my whole Christian life. Well, for 40 years or 35 years. It only takes a moment for a miracle. Now write that down. It doesn't take any time at all. God doesn't have to coordinate a miracle. Okay, well, I got to put this together and I got to put this together. You're talking about the one who spoke and then the universe came into existence. Not just the earth, but the universe came into existence. And it only takes a moment for a miracle. And here Paul's walking through his life and everything's like this, this, this. And he thinks he's got it going on and everything's great. And then all of a sudden, boom, something happens. Now you think about that. You just consider the reality that it, it, there, it's not a time issue. First of all, God created time for the benefit of man. So let's at least start there. And by that, I mean time wasn't—time came about for us as humans, listen to this, because the sun and the moon and the earth, and remember uh, the the Lord said, hey, I'm putting these lights in the sky. They'll be for seasons. They'll be for this. They'll be for signs, all this stuff. They didn't have to have any of that. He didn't need any of that. And your brain's like going, "I, I can't fathom that. That's right. You can't fathom that because you are mortal. You are not immortal, so you cannot fathom that there is not a starting point and an ending point, okay? You're a linear, that's what a linear being is, starts at one point, ends at another. God is an interlinear being. He has no single starting point, no ending point. He continually flows in all of it. That's what it means when it says about 12 times in the first three verses, or first three chapters, Actually, first four chapters of Revelation, he always was, always is, and always will be. That right there, your brain can't, you can't comprehend that. I know you want to say, oh, I get it. No, you don't. You hear it and you say yes to it, but your brain doesn't get it because you don't understand always was, always is, and always will be because there's no actual timeline. And that's what happens when God intercedes. He just alters time. It's like you're just like, what? Something happens and God changes the landscaping. Something happens and God brings out, listen to this, brings out the nation Israel out of Egypt to the day that he said he was going to do it. He had the whole nation go out. All these miracles that we talk about, splitting the Red Sea is huge, but dude, 400 years earlier, God had told them, you're going to leave 400 years from now, and to the day, the entire nation left Egypt on the day. 400 years later. What? 
That's how powerful God is. And so he, in his kindness, he chose us and he calls us. And when we get back, we'll get into it. But just listen, God is that powerful. It pleased God in his kindness to choose me and call me. Changed everything. And it only took, let's see, let's see how the, he's on the road to Damascus. A light shines. He gets knocked on his keister. He's blind. Guess what? Life change. Yeah, it's about five minutes. <laughs> five minutes to undo 50 years. Wow, pretty good. Not bad. All right. I'm just making the point. I think you'll get what I'm going with on that. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Show break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at 1,000 miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts, and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. What is the David Spoon Experience? So we're going to bring Annika on the phone so she can answer her own trivia question. It's amazing because we had some people uh, able to answer part of the question, the other part of the question, and one person answered both parts of the question. Actually, two people did that, so that would be Joy and, and, and Deb. Uh, so Annika, are you there with us? Hello? Is this Annika? Yes. Hello. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Okay. We took your suggestion and we went with it. <laughs> <laughs> and did you get very many responses? We did. We get a lot. Of, we get a lot of responses. What did, was it like multiple in the text? Nobody was going to call in. I think they were all like, ooh, that's a big one. Ooh. <laughs> but I'm going to give you the chance. So I'm going to ask you both questions and let you take the floor and answer the questions. These were the, the trivia question was, who was Jemima's dad? That was the first question. And then the second part of the question is, what does Jemima mean? So let's go first for the dad. Uh, who was Jemima's dad? Her dad was Job, and she was part of his second family that, after his first family was destroyed. That is correct. <laughs> And now for part two. So you're going for a two. You're going for a double. Here you go. And what did her name mean? Okay. According to Cruden's complete concordance, her name means dove, but it's a word of doubtful meaning. So you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First of all, first of all, the second answer, correctamundo. So you got that correct, too. <laughs> So the only part of the doubtful part is that when uh, when Noah or was Noah was putting stuff out, it's like he didn't know what the animals were going to do and that kind of thing. It's more like uh, just going to throw this out there and hope it works. Uh, so it's more along those lines. But Dove is the correct answer, and it is interesting to think that Job was the father and Dove was the answer, and uh, connected to you know uh, Noah in a certain sense of being rest uh, after that kind of 
dramatic experience and trial, often God brings people when they've gone through something that dramatic rest. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where you guys ought to know me a little bit by now. When I say something and then I'm like, you know, I need to verify and go through, even after I've said it on this show. So I went back and I looked at all the other translations of the quick Greek check on that. So when this particular version says, then something happened, the other versions say, but when God, or but when God who set me apart, or but when God, the one having selected me, but when it pleased God, when it pleased God, when God would set me apart, all of these are the whole premise of something changed is the but when God. Get it? And that's exactly like Romans 9 where it says, what if God? That's our, the, what we call the wig program. What if God? If God decides to do something different? <laughs> so I just want to make sure you understand that we're not just, you know, it's not fluff. It's just I used a different translation. But the whole idea is, but when God. So in other words, when God enters, everything's different. Yes, that was a unique sound effect. Don't ask me. I, I probably could never do it again, actually. I don't even know what it was. Besides the Gospel of Luke, what other book of the Bible did Luke write? Huh? Only Gentile writer in the New Testament. Besides the Gospel of Luke, what other book of the Bible did Luke write? Huh? 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 I wonder if that irritates people. Huh? Huh? Got an answer? Huh? Huh? Okay. Uh, 972-445-0770. That's the number to call. 214-210-8483. That is the text. And then david at org. That is the email. What other book did Luke write? I should do the follow-up question. Who was that one written to? But I'll just leave that there. Uh, in the meantime, we'll do our history. All right, today is Brothers and Sisters Day, which Pretty is good. great for our show. Yep. We went through that. Today is also National Life Insurance Day. We don't oppose life insurance. David took big strides to help Solomon out yep. for his future. That part's okay. Here's one I cannot handle because I don't know what to do with it. It's National Play Your Ukulele Day. What if you don't have a ukulele? I don't know what to do. <laughs> I can only think of Tiny Tim. This is way, way before your time. And uh, 1967 when he played the tiptoe through the tulips, through the tulips. Now, everybody who knows that song, you are old too. Okay, great. Today is also uh, World Tuna Day. Like tuna. Love tuna. Yep. Just, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, I want some tuna. Uh, people that don't like people eating tuna, go away. Okay. <laughs> 1932 uh, on this day, Jack Benny, the legendary comedian Jack Benny, performed his first radio program. He's a classic, classic old uh, comedian. Uh, uh, 2011 on this day, just so everybody can be in, in touch, this was the day, 2011, on this day, Osama bin Laden was killed. Wow. That so, was 2011? That's oh. 2011. So that's, uh, wow, that's like 12 years ago. Yep. I remember wow. that, though. Wow. That just seems like 
forever. Right. It just seems like so long ago. Uh, and then uh, this I thought was interesting, although I'm not sure what to do with it. 1912, on this day, is the first day an airplane took off from a deck of a moving ship, like a moving ship that was actually moving. Did they have to do with the war or something? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Way, way, way before. Now we're in different wars. Don't ask. All right. uh, That's that. That's history. Let's get into the rest of the text. We do have our trivia question. Besides the Gospel of Luke, what other books of the Bible did Luke write? What book did you write, Luke? Anyway, yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, Let's finish off this thing in Galatians. Uh, don't forget to, uh, tomorrow. I think we're doing gifts. I'm pretty sure we got the gifts thing coming back. So, oh boy. Uh, you guys think this is really, wait, we wait? Do we do tongues and do that breakdown? People are going to be like going. Ah, I just don't want anybody to jump out their car while they're listening to the show. All right, verse 15, back to Galatians. But then something happened for please God in His kindness to choose me and call me even before I was born. What undeserved mercy. Then he revealed his son to me so that I could proclaim the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles. Again, I, I love this particular translation because it makes it pretty clear. And it's, pretty, it's actually pretty impossible to miss. God selected Paul before he was born. I mean, you can't, I know, no, there's no predestination. Uh-huh. So what I'm trying to say is from God's point of view, there's predestination. From the human point of view, it's free will. Well, how do they work together? Eh, when you get to heaven, you'll have all the answers. Here's the, the truth of the matter. You have free will. You have to exert free will. It just so happens that God knows what that's going to be and knows whether you're coming in or not. You don't know, not just for yourself or for anybody else. Well, just surrender the wisdom to the Lord and remember his ways are higher than yours. And he says, look, he chose me and he called me before I was born. What undeserved mercy. Exactly. He revealed his son to me. So not only does God call us, but then he does this amazing, I just love this. He does this amazing thing. He opens our blind eyes so we can see Jesus. So he calls you. He doesn't pick up a phone and call you. He calls you before you're born. And then what he does is he goes, look at Jesus. And you go, whoa. And then when that happens, it puts you in a position exactly like Paul. So he revealed his son to me so that I could proclaim the good news of Jesus to the Gentiles. He showed Paul who Jesus was so that Paul could show Jesus to other people, to the Gentiles. Paul's ministry was very specific to the Gentiles, while Peter and James' ministry was specifically to the Jews. It's not how it is now because we don't have that much of a separation. But in the beginning of the church, that's how it worked until they learned to unify and get it together together, which is, I think, relatively important. That's important to me anyway. And so I think the idea to understand is, look, the Lord chose you, and then he showed Jesus to you. And he didn't do that to say, hey, have a nice life. I hope you enjoy your next 50 years. God bless you. That's not not, what, what. He doesn't show you Jesus so that you can sit on your blessed assurance. He shows you Jesus so that you can show him to others. There might be somebody, this is the coolest part of it. Listen to this. There might be somebody that only you, only you can show Jesus to that a person might get it. That's why the Lord chose my brother to have him witness to me 
because he was the only person who knew about that secret life I had with the comic books and how he presented the gospel to me using comics. Nobody else would have picked up on that in the world. But the Lord used my brother to share that testimony. I mean, just think about that. That's why God uses us to reach people. And so he, he, Paul, he, Paul's not unaware. He's like, wow, undeserved mercy. Don't you ever feel like that? It's just like, you know, Christian, you, get, you wake up, you go, I can't believe I'm saved. <laughs> I think I say that about, I say that a lot. I can't believe I'm alive. I can't believe I'm saved. I'm worth none of it. I'm worthy of none of it. It's just this gracious gift. And it's like, I want more. That's all I know. I want more and more and more. Okay, uh, besides the Gospel of Luke, what other book of the Bible did Luke write? The answer to that trivia question is the book of Acts. So Luke wrote, I think it's about 20% of the New Testament, where he wrote Acts and the Gospel of Luke, which, I, like again, I think that's about 20% of the, gospel, uh, the, of the New Testament. And he also wrote that to Theophilus. Remember Theophilus, one who loves God. So those are why those are things that are just so cool. So those are the trivia questions on Luke. Had nothing to do with anything else other than you just got to understand what had to do with Luke. Don't forget what Paul said. No one else taught him. Something special happened. God chose him. God chose him and showed him Jesus just so he can show Jesus to others. Keep it there in your heart. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.